Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Good job, Peyton. High five. Hello. Hello. We're going to do something different today, huh? We're going to do the whole book instead of just one chapter. Yeah, we're going to see what you guys like better. We're going to do the whole book in one long chapter. Because I was kind of thinking about it, and it's probably kind of annoying to have all of these different chapters. Like, it was nice when the chapters were like 10 minutes, but some of these are like two minutes. I mean, most of them are like four-ish, but you know what I'm saying. So we're going to try something new. Right? Okay. Heidi Heckelbeck, we're book 10, and this one's called Heidi Heckelbeck and the Tie-Dye Bunny. So we hope you guys like just one big chapter. I mean, um, chapter. Derp a der. Book. Book. Episode. Episode. Yeah, I know we're losing it. Okay, Peyton has got her... I'm going to start reading. Peyton's going to put her butter and salt back in the refrigerator. And just so you guys know, Peyton... Salt goes in the fridge. Salt goes in the fridge. No, salt doesn't go in the fridge. Peyton is eight years old, and she is so independent. She got herself some leftover rice, put it in a little bowl, popped it in the microwave, warmed it up, got some salt, got some... She likes salt and butter on her um, rice. And then... She also did a little side snacky. She got some chocolate, yep, chocolate chip frozen waffles, eggos. And she just got herself a little reading snack. It's adorable. You guys should do that too and be independent and help your parents out and get little snackies. And, you know, after, after school, maybe you can talk to your parents about what is allowed to, um, you know, what's allowed to be. Made, I guess, because nothing hot or anything like that. But yeah, what you guys are allowed to do? It'll I help mean, your parents out a lot. This is hot, but like I want to get up. In yeah, the but microwave's okay. For kids a little bit older, you know, microwave's just fine. But okay, chapter one: the bunny hop. Boing, boing, boing. No one could sit still in Miss Welly's second grade classroom. Everyone wanted to hold Maggie. Maggie was a white, fluffy bunny with bright blue eyes. Uh oh, that's gonna make some noise, honey. Um, she belonged to Principal Pennypacker, but sometimes he let Maggie go on classroom visits. This week, Miss Welly's class had Maggie. Miss Welly let her students take turns holding the bunny. When it was Heidi's turn, she cuddled Maggie in her arms. The other kids gathered around. Her fur feels like velvet, said Heidi. Lucy Lancaster stroked Maggie's fur. She is the softest little fluff ball in the world she said let me touch her said natalie newman no i want to turn said melody maplethorpe as she pushed her way to the front of the group that is just so rude who thinks that they are that deserving to just push other people to the side i know melanie melanie um as she pushed her way to the front of the group miss willie clapped her hands everyone take your seats she said it's time to put Maggie back in her cage. The bunny needs a rest. Wait, Melody's jealous of... Yep, because she got to hold the bunny. Uh, Heidi. Yep. The... Sorry, I had to remember. Do 
I know. Sometimes I get their names mixed up too. I always want to call her Judy. I think it's because she has orange hair. You know what I mean? Heidi slowly walked to the cage and let Maggie hop in. Then she sat down with the rest of class. I have very exciting news, boys and girls, said Miss Welly. The class looked eagerly at their teacher. Principal Pennypacker is going to pick one lucky boy or girl to take Maggie home for Easter weekend. <laughs> Everyone gasped and squealed. At the end of the day, Miss Welly continued, the principal will draw a name from the class hat. The winner will take Maggie home tomorrow. I wonder who it is. Gee, I wonder. I, I wonder if they ask permission from the, the parents. You know what I mean? Because, like, what if somebody has a cat or, like, Ooh. a dog that would eat it? I'm just saying it happens. Um, the winner will take Maggie home tomorrow. Miss Welly passed out a piece of paper to each student. If you would like to take the rabbit home, please write your name on on your piece of paper. Oh, uh, I'm so sorry. Please write your name on a slip of paper, she said. I think it's obviously going to be Heidi. Yep, me too. Because it's about her and it says the dyed bunny. And that's just lucky. Everyone began to chatter about who would get the bunny. Heidi always dreamed of having her very own pet. Oh, I hope I get the bunny, she thought, as she wrote her name on a piece of paper. But her chances didn't seem very good. Everyone wanted to take Maggie home. Come on, kids. One, two, three. Eyes on me, Miss Welly said. One, two, eyes on you. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. The room quieted down. I know everyone, everybody is very excited about the rabbit, said Miss Welly. But right now I want you to line up quietly for art. Everyone lined up, but it was so hard to be quiet. They chatted and giggled and hopped like bunnies all the way down the hall. Boing, boing, boing. Chapter two, bunny talk. How weird we're not starting over. How convenient, huh? Chapter two, bunny talk. Maximus, stop whining. If anybody's new here, Maximus is our dog. And he's a puppy and he is whining because he wants out of the crate. Okay, but the only reason we have him in a crate when we read is because he walks around and it's very clickety-clackety on the wood floor, huh, Pei? Mm-hmm. Okay. Time to decorate your Easter basket, said Mr. Doodleby, the art teacher. You may use stickers, markers, glitter, and gemstones. I love stickers, said Lucy, placing a bunny sticker on her basket. Gemstones are the best, said Heidi, as she glued several... Actually, they're the worst because, because they always fall off. That is true. Heidi said Heidi as she glued several purple and emerald gems in a checkerboard pattern. That is very creative, Heidi, said Mr. Doodleby. Thanks, said Heidi, admiring her basket. Melanie sat next to Heidi at the table. She cleared her throat to get Mr. Doodleby's attention. And what do you think of my basket? Asked She asked Melanie, also known as Smelanie. <laughs> it was usually mean to Heidi. Oh my, said Mr. Doodleby, pinching the bridge of his nose. It's uh, extremely sparkly. I know, said Melanie proudly. You can, ha- you can never have too many sparkles. Uh, Heidi can. and Lucy giggled. What's so funny, asked Melanie in a snooty voice. Your face, said Lucy. You have as much glitter on your face as you do on the basket. Melanie brushed her face with the back of her hand. Just wait and see. The Easter Bunny is going to love my basket, said Melanie. And I'm going to get the most candy. I hope the Easter Bunny wears glasses, said Bruce Dickerson. How come, said Melanie. So he doesn't get blind when he sees your basket, said Bruce. Heidi and Lucy giggled. 
Very funny, said Melanie. You weirdos won't laugh when you see how much candy I get. I'll even have enough to share with Maggie. Hold on, said Lucy. Who says you're going to get Maggie? I say so, said Melanie. Lucy rolled her eyes. What makes you so sure, asked Stanley Stonewrecker. I just have a good feel. Oh, maybe it's Stone. It's Stanley. It's her friend. He probably said, well, what makes you so sure? Because he's nice, you know. Yeah. I just have a good feeling about it, said Melanie. That's all. Bruce looked up from his basket. Did you say you're going to give candy to Maggie? He asked. Yep. You know candy is not good for rabbits, said Bruce. Hello, said Melanie. For your information, the Easter Bunny gives out candy. I'm pretty sure that it means candy's okay for rabbits. No, actually. Yeah, it could kill a rabbit. They'll probably have diarrhea. And it could make them very sick and kill them. Heidi looked at Lucy. Um, I'm pretty sure she's cracked, said Heidi. The girls laughed. Chapter three. And the winner is... Heidi and her classmates filed back into Mr. Welly's classroom after art. Principal Pennypacker had already arrived. He stood at the front of the room with, while everyone hurried to their seats. I hope Smelanie doesn't get the, ra- the, the bunny, whispered Lucy. She'd better not, whispered Heidi back. Heidi shot a glance at Melanie and she caught her eye by accident. Melanie stuck her tongue out. Ah, oh, gosh. Heidi quickly looked away. Then Miss Welly handed the, the class a hat to... Wait, hand, blah, 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 blah. Then Miss Welly handed the class hat to Principal Pennypacker. Is everybody ready? asked the principal. Heidi squeezed her eyes shut. Her... her eyes shut and held her breath. She wished she knew the spell that could make the principal pull her name. Here we go, said the principal, said principal Pennypacker. He reached in the hat and pulled out a slip of paper. Then he looked at the class and said, Heidi Heckelbeck. Hmm. Lucy squealed. How cute. Lucy's so excited for her. Lucy's like, ah! Melanie fell off her chair. Heidi sat still with her eyes shut. Lucy poked Heidi. Open your eyes, silly, said Lucy. Heidi opened her eyes and let out her breath. (gasps) Did I really just win the rabbit? Yes, you really just did, said Lucy. Melanie turned towards Heidi. This is just so unfair, she complained. You are way too weird to take care of the rabbit. And you're way too mean to deserve the rabbit, said Lucy. Ooh, ooh, burned. (laughs) Who always stuck up for Heidi. Lucy's a good friend. Melanie frowned and turned away. Congratulations, Heidi, said Principal Pennypacker. Please have your mom or dad pick up Maggie after school. He nodded, and just like that, Heidi became became the keeper of the bunny. Chapter 4, Rabbit Rules. Heidi had bunny on the brain all day Friday. She couldn't wait to take Maggie home. When Heidi's dad arrived at the school, Miss Welly gave Heidi a list of roles for taking care of rabbits. Heidi and Dad read them over together. Maggie's Maggie's rabbit rules. Always have plenty of fresh hay in the rabbit cage. Never let the water bowl go empty. At least twice a day, feed your rabbit hay, pellets, and greens. A small amount of fruit is okay on special occasions. Do not feed Maggie candy, cereal, crackers, or chocolate. See? Yep. Give Maggie an old towel to snuggle in. Uh, Rabbits like to play. Make sure Maggie has her jungle ball, tunnel, and toy carrot. Scoop out dirty rabbit bedding and replace it with fresh bedding as needed. 
Never let Maggie roam around by herself. Always keep an eye on her when she's outside of the cage. Please follow all of the rules, said Miss Welly, especially the last one. I promise, said Heidi. Then Heidi and her dad carried Maggie's cage to the car. This is going to be the best Easter ever, Heidi said as she buckled her seat. At home, Mom found a cozy corner in the family room for Maggie. She laid a, new, a piece. Oh, she laid newspaper on the floor and placed the cage on top. Can we take Maggie out of the cage now? Asked Heidi. You may only take Maggie out of the cage when Dad and I are in the room, said Mom. I know, said Heidi. And Maggie can only be loose in a small enclosed area, said Dad. I have an idea, said Heidi. Let's use Henry, Henry's old play yard to pen Maggie in. Perfect, said Mom. Dad found the old play yard in the garage. Oh, wait, that's actually smart. It's actually a really good idea. I was, I was thinking, like, they could get, like, um, one of those, but, like, okay. Yeah, they already for sure. Then Heidi gently scooped up Maggie from her cage and placed her inside the play yard. Mom got a bag of lettuce from the fridge and handed it to Heidi. Heidi placed a small mound of leaves in the play yard. Hop, hop, hop. Maggie hopped all around them. Then she nibbled on a big piece of lettuce. She is so, uh, so cute, said Heidi. Ugh, adorable, agreed Mom. And smart, said Henry, like me. Everyone looked at Henry, everyone looked at Henry, who had just made a grand entrance. He had his magical costume on, complete with white gloves and a black top hat. He is he, not going to make a trick with that. Maybe. Funny. Maybe. No. He pulled off his hat and held it up in the air. Ta-da, said Henry, and now I will make your bunny disappear. Oh, no, you won't, said Heidi, holding Maggie close. But I'll make her come back, said Henry, I promise. How about you just make yourself disappear, said Heidi. (laughs) Very funny, said Henry. Better yet, said Mom, why don't you make one of your stuffed animals disappear? Yeah, that's better. Yeah, I think so, too. Maybe later, said Henry. May I hold Maggie? No way, said Heidi. Yes way, said Mom firmly, but you must be very gentle. Henry sat down on a play yard. Mom spread a towel on in his lap, and Heidi carefully set Maggie on the towel. Wow, said Henry. I can't believe we have a real live rabbit in our house. Heidi smiled. Now all we need are some Easter eggs. Chapter 5, Dazzling Dyes. Wait, do you think you're her aunt? Was in the background, uh, like outside of the school, and made it that. Oh, <gasps> maybe. Oh, I hope so. Because the chances were very low. So. That's true, and she won. You know. On Saturday, Heidi set two parts. The principal saw her name on it and, and thought she deserved it. Yeah. Because yep. like, hmm. remember. This, yeah. She thinks the principal might know something. About her being witchy. Remember? She's like, does he know? Yeah. On Saturday, Heidi set two cartons of hard-boiled eggs on the table in Dad's lab. Dad worked for a soda pop company called The Fizz. He He usually used his lab to invent new sodas. But today, Dad created dazzling Easter... Easter egg dyes. He mixed glittery gold and silver. He whipped up a neon pink and blue and yellow. He swirled together tie-dye colors with sparkles. Then he set out paints and brushes. He wiped his hands on his coat lab. We're ready, he said. I'll go get everybody, said Heidi. She ran to the living room. Mom and Henry were reading Easter stories. 
Aunt Trudy was holding Maggie in her arms. I see you've met Maggie, said Heidi. Did you know she's mine for the whole weekend? Wow, said Aunt Trudy. That's one big fluffy responsibility. Oh, I can handle it, said Heidi. Of course you can, said Aunt Trudy with a wink. Heidi smiled proudly. You know what, she said. It's time to dye Easter eggs. Henry jumped up from the couch. Me first, he shouted and ran towards the lab. Hey, Heidi yelled. What's up? Wait up. She ran after her brother. Her mom and Aunt Trudy followed behind. Heidi and Henry dyed six eggs each. Then they painted designs on them. Heidi painted a tiny bunnies on one egg and itty-bitty carrots on another. Henry drew swirls and zigzags on his eggs. Aunt Trudy dotted hers. Dad did tie-dye. And Mom did did speckled a whole nest of, of Robin's egg. Everyone admired each other's eggs. I can't wait to put my Easter ba- I can't wait to put eggs in my Easter basket, said Heidi. And I can't wait to put mine in a lunchbox, said Henry. Ew, said Heidi. They smell like stink bombs. What's wrong with that? Asked he- Henry asked. You'll lose all your friends, said Heidi. No way. My friends love stink bombs, said Henry. <laughs> Everyone had things to do to get ready for Easter. Is that it? Did I miss a page? Yeah, oh, okay. Everyone had things to do to get ready for Easter. Dad had to pick up a ham. Mom and Aunt Trudy had to prepare side dishes and desserts. Henry had to clean his room. Heidi went to the family room to visit Maggie. She peeked into the cage, and Maggie hopped over and stood up on her hind legs. She wants to play, she thought. Maybe I can take her out just for a minute or two. She knew she wasn't supposed to. Take the rabbit out of its cage without a grown-up. I knew this was going to happen. I knew this was going to happen. But she couldn't resist. I'll put her right back, she promised herself. Besides, everyone's so busy, they'll never know. No. Heidi checked to see if anyone was looking. Then she slowly unlatched the cage. Oh, are you nervous? Every every book makes you nervous. Yes. (laughs) Chapter six Silly Wabbit. It's Wabbit with a W. Hello, little bun-bun, said Heidi as as Maggie burrowed into the crook of her arm. I'll bet you get lonely in that crummy old cage. You want to do something fun? Me too. Then Heidi got an idea. Let's do, let's look at Easter eggs, she said. No. Come on, I'll show you. Heidi tiptoed to the lab. She could hear mom and Aunt Trudy chatting in the kitchen. Heidi opened the lab door with one hand and Maggie squirmed. Heidi held on more firmly. Voila, she said, showing Maggie the eggs. Maggie squirmed some more. Heidi tried to get a better hold on the bunny, but Maggie wiggled even more. Then, kaboom, she hopped right out of Heidi's arms and ran and onto the counter. Boing, boing, boing. Maggie hopped through the bowls of dye. Colors splattered everywhere. A few Easter eggs rolled onto the floor. Crack, crack. Maggie hopped towards the edge of the counter. Oh, no, cried Heidi. She dove down and saved the rabbit. Maggie landed on Heidi's back and then hopped on the floor. Heidi chased her under her dad's desk. Gotcha, she said as Maggie, as she grabbed Maggie on the ground. Maggie had neon pink, blue, and yellow dyes all over her fur. Heidi had gotten splattered, too. Puddles of dyes covered the counter and dripped onto the floor. What have I done, she cried. I'm in big trouble. I need to clean up this mess fast. 
She set Maggie in a deep sink to keep her safe, then sponged the dyes off the counter the f- uh, and floor. She picked up the eggs. They had spider cracks everywhere. Oh, oh, Maggie, cried Heidi. How could you? She put the eggs in the wastebasket and then covered them with paper towels. She lifted the tie-dye Maggie from the sink. Uh, we'd better get out of here before we get caught. She slipped out the door and looked both ways. Then she raced upstairs to her bedroom and zoomed into the bathroom. Heidi grabbed a bottle of baby shampoo and put Maggie in the sink. Time for a bunny bath. Which, something that I remember somebody saying, like if you brush your bunny, you have to brush them so gentle because you can actually rip their skin. I know. So I, I wonder, I hope it's okay that she gives her a bath. Chapter 7, Scrub-a-dub-dub. Heidi squeezed shampoo onto Maggie's fur and then lathered it up with a cup of warm water. Then she checked Maggie's fur. The dyes were still there. Heidi poured on more shampoo, but Maggie scrambled out of the sink and onto the counter. Oh. She scampered across the tiles and knocked over the soap dish. Heidi grabbed her and put her back in the sink. Sit still, said Heidi. Don't you know we're in huge trouble? Heidi scrubbed some more, but it was no use. The dye would not come out. This is why I like black bunnies. Yeah. I think it would actually be cool. Like a rainbow bunny. Yeah, true. It's actually, I wish this book was in color because I bet it'd be really cute. Then Heidi rinsed the soap from Maggie's fur. Maggie shivered. Hang on, furball, she said. It's time for backup plan. Heidi wrapped Maggie in a towel and hurried to her bedroom. She knew she wasn't supposed to practice spells without asking, but this was an emergency. Heidi does a spell every book, so it's like she's always doing it. Let's get real. I would too. Heidi pulled her book of spells out from under her bed. She flipped through the pages until she found a chapter called Stain Removal from A to Z. Oh, thank goodness. She read through the list of stains. Barbecue sauce, blood, chocolate, coffee, dessert, dirt, dye. She flipped the spell and looked it over. How to cast out dye. Do your colors bleed into the washing machine? Have you ever dyed your hair purple and then changed your mind? Has your Easter egg dye wound up on something beside eggs? Oh, come on, it doesn't say that. Don't cry over spilled dye. This spell is for you. I think you. it does. I mean, like, I mean, that happens. Maybe. That happens okay. very often. Ingredients. What about painting? Hello? That's true, yeah. One pea-sized squirt of white toothpaste. Oh, well, painting isn't dye. Yeah. One teaspoon of sugar. White sugar. Remember what happened when she did red? One cup of ginger ale. Combine Red? The, yeah, remember for Christmas she did red and it ruined her mom's bracelet and made it um, rusty? Oh, you fell asleep last night. Oh, you have some catching up to do on her. There's a podcast, you know, that like right, reads all of it if you need to catch up. <clears throat> Combine the ingredients in a large cup. Blend with a wire whisk. Apply potion to stain. Hold your wishes, witches of Westwick medallion in your left hand. Hold your right hand over the stain and chant the following words. Fiddle D, do fiddle D, D, this, and then you say the object, bunny, be stain free. Perfect, thought Heidi. All I have to do is gather ingredients. But first, I have to make sure that Maggie's safe. Heidi emptied her toy crate and then she lined the bottom with, old, with an old baby blanket. She fluffed Maggie's wet fur with the towel and gently lowered her into the crate. 
Why doesn't she put her in the bathtub? I know. The bunny's not going to get out of the bathtub. Yeah. I mean, not with water, but, you know, just to keep her in there. Heidi changed into a clean shirt and skirt. Then she bolted downstairs. Chapter 8, Going Dotty. Heidi took a peek into the kitchen. Uh-oh, she thought everyone's in there. Aunt Trudy had the mixer on. Henry and Mom were sitting at the table snapping beans. Dad was slicing the ham. Okay, thought Heidi. Just act natural. With a bunny that's stained. Nope, the bunny is upstairs. She strolled into the kitchen and walked to the cupboard. Then she pulled out a measuring cup. Hey, sweetie, said Mom. Would you like to join us? No, thanks, said Heidi, as she pulled a bottle of ginger ale from the fridge. Just getting a drink. Will you turn the alarm off, babe? Ginger ale? Ale is a drink? It's a soda. Yep. In a measuring cup, asked Aunt Trudy. Heidi poured ginger ale up to the one cup line. Don't want to drink too much soda, she said. Mm-hmm. Then Heidi poured ginger ale from the measuring cup into a glass. Mom and Aunt Trudy exchanged glances. Heidi sat at the table and added a teaspoon of sugar to her ginger ale. Mom, Heidi just put sugar in her ginger ale, said Henry. Mom oh frowned. God. What's the big deal, said Heidi? It's sugar-free. It needs a little sugar. You're weird, said Henry. Heidi shrugged and grabbed a whisk from the utensil. Then she scooted out of the kitchen. That girl's up to something, she heard Aunt Trudy say. She sure is, said Mom. Heidi raced upstairs with her glass. I'd better hurry before I get caught, she thought. She ran into the bathroom and squeezed a pea-sized glob of toothpaste into the cup. Do you think it's going to work? Maybe. Yeah. I do. Then she whisked the potion and she grabbed her Witches of Westwick medallion and sat next to her toy crate. Heidi carefully drizzled the potion over Maggie and then spread it over the stains. Then Heidi left her medallion in her left hand, had her held her medallion in her left hand and placed her right hand on top of Maggie. She chanted the spell, "Fiddle dee doo, fiddle dee dee, Hi, uh, let this rabbit be stain free." Heidi lifted her hand from the bunny and looked down. Her eyes got wide. Then she cupped her hand over her mouth. "Oh no," said Heidi. "What have I done?" Maggie was white with blue polka dots. I can't take you back to school like this. Heidi picked up Maggie and, and wrapped her old baby blanket. This, there was only one thing left to do. Go get help. Ooh, chapter nine, rabbit ears. Heidi carried Maggie downstairs. Boy, am I going to get it, she thought. But she had no choice. She had to tell mom and Aunt Trudy, and they were Two, the two best witches she knew. Heidi stood in the doorway of the family room and Mom and Aunt Trudy were relaxing, drinking tea. They looked up when they saw Heidi. Heidi, what's Maggie doing out of her cage? Mom asked. Heidi bit her lip. Mom, I did something really bad. Mom and Aunt Trudy looked at each other. Does it have to do with Maggie being out of the cage? Asked Mom. Maggie squirmed in the towel. Yes, said Heidi. Okay, out with it, said Mom. Heidi took a deep breath. I wanted to show Maggie the Easter eggs. And, Mom asked. And then she jumped out of my arms and spilled the Easter egg dyes. Heidi explained. The dyes stained her fur and now I can't get it out. Mom sighed. It gets worse, said Heidi. She unwrapped the blanket. I used a stain removal spell and look what happened. Mom gasped. Aunt Trudy tried not to laugh. What kind of toothpaste did you use in the spell, she asked. 
white with blue speckles kind? She said to Heidi. Well, that explains the blue polka dots that Aunt drew. Uh. Can we fix it? Asked Heidi. Well, that depends, asked Mom. On what? Well, if you can promise to follow the rabbit rules for the rest of the weekend. Ah, oh, I cross my heart and I hope to obey all of the rules for the rest of my life, said Heidi. Then perhaps we can find a solution, said Mom. It's not that simple, said Aunt Trudy, who practiced her witching skills more often than Heidi's mom. There's one ingredient in there that might be hard to find. What? asked Heidi. The ears of a white chocolate rabbit, said Aunt Trudy. Do they even make white chocolate ra rabbits out of white chocolate? asked Heidi. Yes, said Aunt Trudy, but it's not as many it's not as many as milk chocolate and dark chocolate bunnies. In, and Easter is tomorrow, added Mom. They might be sold out. I'll take a look at this at, Look this evening, said Aunt Trudy. If I can find a white rabbit, we can, we can change Maggie back tomorrow. Okay, thank you, said Aunt Trudy. Thank you, Aunt Trudy, said Heidi. I'm sorry I caused so much trouble. Well, that's why we have rules, said Mom. Heidi nodded. Aunt Trudy put on her coat and patted Maggie on the way out. Maybe you should call her Dot, she said with a wink. Not funny, said Heidi. Henry walked in front of the kitchen. What's not funny, he asked while nibbling on some ham. Don't ask, said Heidi. Chapter 10, Hoppy Easter. Ready? On your mark, get set, go, shouted Dad. Heidi and Henry clutched their Easter basket and raced into the backyard. Henry grabbed plastic eggs from the bird bath, from the flower pots, and from all, all along the fence. Heidi tried to keep up, but her mind was on Maggie. And Aunt Trudy hadn't called, hadn't called yet to say that she'd found a white chocolate rabbit for the spell. What if she doesn't find one, thought Heidi. I can't go back to Brewster Elementary with a polka dot rabbit. After the hunt, Heidi and Henry counted their eggs. Heidi had found 18. I mean, Henry had found 18 eggs. Heidi had only found six. I won, shouted Henry. For the first time in history, I beat you. Heidi shrugged. I let you win, she said. You would never just let me win, said Henry. True, said Heidi, but I did today. Is it because of what happened to Maggie, asked Henry. What do you think, asked Heidi. I think that yes, this year's prize goes to Henry, interrupted Dad as he handed him a giant chocolate chicken. Heidi got a small chocolate chicken. Well, I'm glad I didn't get a chocolate rabbit, said Heidi gloomily. I'd rather not think about rabbits, let alone eat one. Heidi, don't play with Heidi didn't play with Maggie all morning. She couldn't bear to look at her polka dot fur. It only reminded her of the mess that she was in. At noon, the doorbell rang. I'll get it, shouted Heidi. She opened the door to find Aunt Trudy. She was smiling and carrying a brown grocery bag in her arms. I had to go to five stores, she said. Did you find one, asked Heidi. Aunt Trudy pulled out the white chocolate rabbit out of the bag. It was the only one that was completely white, she said. Heidi hugged her aunt. You are the best, she said. Can we change Maggie back? The sooner the better, said Aunt Trudy. Get your book of spells and your medallion. Heidi ran to her room and grabbed her book of spells and witches of Westwick medallion. Aunt Trudy opened the, the book to chapter 10, Cuddly Critters. Heidi and Mom gathered the ingredients for the spell. Then Aunt Trudy melted white chocolate ears in a saucepan. 
she added half a cup of lemon juice, a quarter teaspoon of salt, and a tablespoon of sage. Then she placed the polka dot Maggie in the sink. When the mixture had cooled, she spread the potion over Maggie's fur. She held Heidi's medallion in her left hand and gently placed her right hand over Maggie. Heidi and Mom watched as Aunt Trudy chanted the magic spell. Snowflakes and clouds and winter light make Maggie's fur pearly and white. Aunt Trudy lifted her hand off of Maggie. You look as white as a cotton ball. You did it, Heidi cried. You mean I undid it, Aunt Trudy said. Heidi hugged her aunt. I'm so sorry that this happened. Did you learn something, Mom asked. I sure did, said Heidi. I learned that I am. I really want my own pet really bad. Aunt Trudy and her mom frowned. Uh, how about we recover from this first pet experience, said Mom. Heidi hung her head. And we'll think about it, said Mom. Heidi called Dad and Henry in from their Easter meal. Then she gave Maggie a slice of applesauce as a special treat. I don't want you to take her back. I don't want to take her back to school tomorrow, said Heidi. But at least you're the right color. Chapter 11, Spotless. Mom and Heidi carried Maggie's cage to, the, to Principal Pennypacker's office. Mom gave Heidi a hug goodbye and went on her way. How did it go, Heidi? asked the principal as he opened the cage and lifted Maggie into his arms. Uh, uh, great, said Heidi. The principal pet Maggie's fur. Her coat looks very shiny and clean, he said. Did you give her a bath? Um, just a little one, said Heidi, trying not to make too much of it. Then principal Pennypacker stopped petting Maggie and raised the eyebrow. What's wrong, asked Heidi. Gosh, I could have sworn Maggie had a brown spot behind her left ear, said the principal. Heidi gulped. Huh, I never noticed a brown spot, she said. That's odd, he said. Uh, I must have imagined it. <clears throat> then he nuzzled Maggie against his cheek. Oh my, he said. Do I smell sage? Heidi laughed nervously. Um, I'd better go to class, she said. I don't want to be late. Principal Pennypacker looked curiously at Heidi. Yes, he said. You'd better run along. He's a witch. We're going to find out at the end that he's a witch. Heidi hurried out, hurried to the door. On, her, on the way out, she noticed a large black book stick sticking... Oh, a large black book sticking out of Principal Pennypacker's bag. I knew it. It had gold writing on the spine. Wow. That actually looks like my book of spells, she thought. Then a funny feeling came over Heidi as she walked down the hall. Does Principal Pennypacker know what happened to Maggie, she wondered. Though it made her shiver, but how could he? Unless, could it be Principal Pennypacker? A witch? <clears throat> I knew it, I knew it, I knew it, I knew it. Did you know it too? Yep. Dude, he is so, so a witch. Cool. I wonder if like tons of people are witches and they just don't know. Right? Mm -hmm. That's pretty cool.